0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch.
1: Forty-five
2: dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: In London, this is The Economist with the pick of our week. I'm Ann McElvoy, senior editor. And in this episode, shrinking cities, insuring the insurers and growing money on trees. But first, the weaker sex was our cover line and the curious case of faltering manhood.
0: Men dominate finance, technology, films, sports, music and even stand-up comedy. In much of the world, they still enjoy social and legal privileges simply because they have a Y chromosome. So it might seem odd to worry about the plight of men.
3: Odd but necessary, argued our leader, with particular attention to one demographic.
0: As technology and trade have devalued brawn, less educated men have struggled to find a role in the workplace. And some struggle to keep a job. Men who lose jobs in manufacturing often never work again. And men without work find it hard to attract a permanent mate. The result, for low-skilled men, is a poisonous combination of no job, no family... And no prospects.
3: As such, working-class families are beginning to unravel and the effects are perpetual.
0: Boys who grow up without fathers are more likely to have trouble forming lasting relationships, creating a cycle of male dysfunction.
3: So what can be done with mere men? Scrapping foolish policies would be a start.
0: America reduces the supply of marriageable men by locking up millions of young males for non-violent offences and then making it hard for them to find work when they get out.
3: The real change, though, can and should come far earlier in a man's life.
0: Schools need to become more boy-friendly. They should recognise that boys like to rush around more than girls do. It's better to give them lots of organised sports and energy-eating games than to dose them with Ritalin or tell them off for fidgeting. And cultural change must come as men grow. Men need to understand that traditional manual jobs are not coming back and that they can be nurses or hairdressers without losing their masculinity.
3: Planning for inevitable change can be difficult, but that's exactly what needs to happen in many of the world's smaller cities, explains an article in our international section. As the global trend of migration to the bigger and better continues, many cities are emptying and shrinking.
1: Shrinking cities can be found in the post-industrial rust belts of the American Midwest, Eastern Europe and Northern England. But the phenomenon is increasingly Asian. In Japan, 20 cities with more than 300,000 inhabitants each declined in population between 2005 and 2010.
3: Is anywhere untouched by the diminishing city?
1: The only part of the world where shrinking cities are almost unknown is sub-Saharan Africa, but that too will change.
3: Right, so what can these cities do once they've realised that they're shrinking? Demolition is a la mode in America.
1: Pittsburgh, once a declining industrial city, has enthusiastically bulldozed houses and factories, particularly along its waterfront, and replaced them with parks.
3: While Asia works at luring back people.
1: The Japanese government is aiming to create 300,000 jobs outside the big cities, partly by persuading businesses to leave Tokyo.
3: Whatever the tactic, the article implores cities not to think of planning for shrinkage as an admission of failure, rather as a natural step in urban evolution.
1: Cities rise and fall, sometimes several times, changing shape as they go. It is part of their magic.
3: Money doesn't grow on trees, of course, that really would be magic. But an article in our Britain section suggests that pouring money into them Might be a good idea, as it points to the growing returns on investment in forestry.
2: Forests returned 18.4% last year and have averaged a staggering 21% a year since 2010, easily outgrowing the FTSE 100 share index and commercial property. Why such lush returns then? For one, timber prices are on the up, explains the article. But the root of the forestry boom is overwhelming demand from investors who want to get their hands on land. Most private forests belong to wealthy families who want safe places to store their capital and who, especially since the financial crisis, prize assets they can touch and sniff over paper promises.
3: We also delved into the forests of Colombia in our Americas section, where peace talks still continue between the country's government and guerrilla rebels, despite recent setbacks.
2: In principle, Colombia's government and the FARC leftist army both think it would be a good idea to shoot less at one another while they negotiate an end to their 50-year war. In practice, though, that's difficult and the situation has flared up again recently. The escalation has angered ordinary Colombians, who are impatient with the slow pace of the peace talks, which started in November 2012. It has hardened their hostility to the guerrillas. That will make it more difficult for Colombia's president, Juan Manuel Santos, to win political backing for an eventual peace settlement but it has not disrupted the peace process itself. So the talks go on and the stakes are high for both sides. Mr Santos has staked his reputation on concluding a peace agreement by the end of this year, he hopes. For the FARC, the alternative to peace is further pounding by the armed forces. It no longer hopes for victory.
3: Someone who knows a fair bit about making big deals is John Malone, a major player in American business, who was profiled in a piece in our business section this week.
0: On May 26th, Mr Malone made his biggest bet yet. A cable TV and broadband firm he backs, Charter Communications, will buy two rivals, Time Warner Cable and Bright House, to create a giant worth $130 billion, including debt. The takeover is the sixth largest in American history. It will make Mr Malone the world's preeminent media baron.
3: Yet something in the deal doesn't quite add up.
0: One of the cleverest men in American business has made a giant expensive bet on an industry whose future is opaque because of murky regulation and fast-changing technology.
3: So what does Mr Malone see?
0: The most obvious explanation is that Mr Malone thinks the world has not changed much since the 1990s and that the cable industry remains a collection of local monopolies from which ever more juicy profits can be squeezed.
3: But the obvious isn't always the answer in business.
0: Perhaps he recognises that the comfy rules that have governed the cable industry are withering. Customers no longer want to pay cable operators for bundles of TV channels they mostly do not watch and are shifting to watching video via the internet.
3: A glance into the future then.
0: Telecoms firms are elbowing into the TV industry. America may eventually end up with a few big competing giants that offer consumers a range of broadband, video and telephony services through a combination of fixed wire and mobile technology. Mr Malone's deals ensure that he will remain a powerful figure in the internet business.
3: Hedging one's bets is a theme that runs through the insurance industry and reruns through the reinsurance industry. Though the market for risk is changing and the industry must too, as an article in our finance section explored...
4: Insurance only works if reinsurance works, those in the business say. An insurer that would face crippling losses if, say, a hurricane struck an island where it had covered lots of property against extreme weather, would typically insure itself against such an event with a reinsurer.
3: Hmm, insuring the insurer, well, makes sense, I suppose.
4: But the $425 billion industry is under threat, as insurers increasingly offload risk directly to capital markets instead
3: it seems hedge funds and pension funds are muscling in on the
4: reinsurers turf the most well-known way to invest is via catastrophe bonds issued by insurance firms which pay regular interest unless a specified disaster occurs last year a record eight billion dollars of cat bonds were issued
3: A cause for concern there to reinsurers, perhaps, but they aren't the only ones tinkling the alarm bells.
4: Some see the repackaging of risk in nifty new financial instruments as worryingly similar to the financial engineering that helped precipitate the
3: credit crunch. I wonder if there's a cat bond for one of those. Our Books and Arts section reviewed a novel about form this week and the pressures on the female sex to conform with social prejudice.
0: Dietland is a curious concoction... Part exploration of the way society treats the female body, part thriller.
3: The anguish of approval is explored vicariously through the main character, Plum.
0: Joining a weight loss programme, Plum longs to erase her own edges, to shrink into acceptability. I wanted to become smaller so I wouldn't be seen. If I was smaller, they wouldn't stare. They wouldn't be mean, she says.
3: In parallel, the novel tells the story of a guerrilla feminist group that takes aim at society's patriarchs.
0: A dozen men accused of rape, including footballers and pornographers, are kidnapped and dropped to their deaths from a skydiving plane.
3: Tough on crime, tough on the causes of crime.
0: In response to threats, a newspaper replaces its topless page three girls with naked, full-frontal photos of men. A chain of newsagents replaces lads mags with softcore gay porn.
3: Picture the scene. So what did our reviewer think of the
0: book? As a social commentary, Dietland is no shrill tirade. Ms Walker captures the misery of failing to fit in, to fit into the right clothes, to fit in with the right people and their expectations.
3: Merely seeing the world through the eyes of others can help in all sorts of situations. Yet as the book hints, not everyone is an expert in this vital trait. There could be hope yet though. As explained in our science section this week, just being around other languages opens our minds.
5: Human beings are not born with the knowledge that others possess minds with different contents. Children develop such a theory of mind gradually. And even adults have it only imperfectly. How to improve it, then? A recent study found that... Bilingual children, and also those simply exposed to another language on a regular basis, have an edge at the business of getting inside others' minds.
3: This isn't the first time that languages have been lauded, however.
5: This study joins a heap of others suggesting that there are cognitive advantages to being bilingual. Researchers have found that bilinguals have better executive function, control over attention and the planning of complex tasks. But this experiment is the first to demonstrate that such benefits also accrue to those merely exposed to other languages.
3: More foreign holidays is the answer than I suppose. I'm Anne McElvoy and that was the pick of our week. In London, this is The Economist. <laughs>